Hello, Sac State students. Welcome to another week and another episode of the State Hornet Podcast. Maddie had technical difficulties this morning, but we are instead joined by news writer Vince Yabara. And I want to start off because, Vince, you did some really amazing work covering polls around Sacramento the other week. Yeah, so uh, it was it was really cool because Maddie was actually in on, on getting me on the team uh, with election coverage. It was a group effort to kind of bring me on last minute and... Um, get me out there and get me on Instagram stories and Twitter, which was really helpful. And I think pretty insightful from the feedback that we received in regards to, you know, going out there and kind of keeping people in the know and informed on what the poll centers were looking like that day. So obviously we'll have the pictures themselves and the photo essays in the show notes, but just could you describe what was some of the things you saw and what was the general mood out there? Yeah, the general mood, it was really like fun it was exciting people were happy um the poll workers were eager to get people in and out uh pretty much all across across town it was uh pretty easy to get in and get you know get your vote in in person and you know drop off your mail-in ballot it was super quick but it was really fun like at the golden one center they had people like uh ringing cow horn like bells when you dropped off your mail-in ballot um and then uh, in Oak Park, they actually had a group of people that were wanting to encourage voters. So anytime they seen a voter walk up, they were like cheering them on, they're giving them snacks. And it was it was a really fun, exciting day. There was also that one group that was playing cello outside the vote center, right? Yeah, I seen that. Actually, Sarah, Sarah Nevis, who's the multimedia editor, she found them. Um, at, I think it was a Coloma Community Center. Um, and they were just out in the in the yard just playing and it was really cool so when you see things like that it's it's really like it's nice and it makes like voting fun again you know it makes it exciting Vince how many different polling places did you visit that one day probably like six or seven it was a handful I made a little map in my head and I kind of went like started at Sac State went complete wet like completely west of town and then just kind of made my way down back to Sac State Vince, you said everyone and poll workers were pretty happy and a lot of the the people you talked to who were out voting were enthusiastic. Did you see any type of, I guess, any negatives, you know, anyone out there trying to disrupt voting or any type of small protests or was it all pretty, you know, pretty happy and energetic? I was prepared to see that. I was prepared to see protests or people kind of going against the day. Um, I guess you could say, but I did not see any of that. It was it was very light. It was very happy. And I I think it was, I, I mean, I didn't hit up every place in Sacramento or even on the outskirts of Sacramento, but I feel like I got a good mix of, of communities and places. Um, and it, it was just a really exciting day and it was a good time to get out and vote. And then looking forward, so I, I don't think we need to take time to announce the results. It's it's November 9th. Surely people have heard by now. But what's uh, some state Hornet coverage that, you know, we have coming up in the next couple of weeks, Max, related to the election? I know we're going to do a few proposition follow-ups in particular. We're looking at Proposition 22, which was the ride-sharing um, exemption proposition that did pass because certainly a lot of Sac State students um, make money on the side driving for DoorDash or Uber or Lyft, as well as Proposition 16, which would reinstate uh, the option for state agencies to use affirmative action in their hiring to take into account race, gender, ethnicity, um, those sorts of things. That also did not pass. Both of those were pretty resoundingly passed and shot down. 
So those two in particular will be talking to students and people at the university about their thoughts on those propositions, as well as I think we will look to do a deeper dive into what happened in propositions in California in particular, given that just from a demographics basis at Sacramento State, um, students tend to lean a little bit more on the progressive Democrat side, and most of the propositions that failed were on that sort of side of the political spectrum. Most of the propositions you would consider to be sort of more progressive actions were did not pass. So I think we're also going to try to do a little bit of a postmortem on the propositions in California and why what passed passed and why what didn't didn't. It'll be an interest. I think it'll be an interesting deep dive for sure. Um, just as an audience member, just because there's also some of these propositions feel kind of paradoxical. Like I know that we voted to allow people on parole to vote, but then we voted against allowing 17 year olds who would be 18 by the time of the next general election to vote. Yeah, that one really, that was the most shocking one to me. So I think it'll be interesting to try to get an expert's view as to why some of these things didn't pass along with just Things that, you know, a lot of misinformation, things like rent control, where, um, you know, that proposition that a lot of people assumed or I think assumed that it meant rent control would be enacted when really it was just giving cities or municipalities the ability to sort of control um, their own rental markets. Same thing with affirmative action. I think people assumed that automatically it would produce some kind of discrimination when really it was just allowing for agencies to take other factors into consideration. So um, again, I think there's, I think our proposition system has a, has a lot of, uh, is kind of ripe for misinformation and for people to be confused. It was something I was talking about with a friend and with my wife. I mean, I'm, you know, a, you know, plugged in enough reasonably intelligent person as is my wife and the fact that it take took us five hours to sit down and research all these propositions just to vote and even two or three of them i was like i don't know i don't know if this is the right decision i you know i'm confused that that's to me problematic and i think something i'd love for us to to look a little bit deeper into well the, the way they write them doesn't really do you any favors now does it no it does not <laughs> I know outside of that, this week we also covered a couple different post-election forums put on by different groups, um, and I'll have these on the show notes. I know that all of our social medias are currently open for anybody who wants to comment how they feel on the election, whether it be presidential elections, some down-ballot stuff, propositions. Um, we're just looking for student voices always, but particularly now. So, yeah, please stay tuned for upcoming State Hornet post-election coverage. Our web editor, Chris Wong, is working on a Sacramento area map that'll be broken down into sort of by zip code into really finite municipalities to sort of show how people voted on different issues within Sacramento. So hopefully in the coming week, you'll be able to go to that map at statehornet.com and actually see um, where your neighbors, you know, what your neighbors voted on and kind of get a, a real localized look as to how the election went, um, where you live, if you live in the Sacramento area. So, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast a couple days down the road when that is out, I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes as well. All right. And I think that just about does it for today. So until next time, thank you all for listening and please stay safe.